This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hi, man. So a lot of shit's gone down since we last uh, talked. Uh, and one of the things is that I'm out of town. For some reason, I can't get my actual podcast mic to work so i'm recording just into the uh macbook pro speaker so it's going to sound like shit but i don't i don't really know what else we can do at this point yeah it's been one of those days i've been struggling to get this started you couldn't hear me i couldn't hear you for a while then before your problems i pushed the pod back a little bit because i recorded a video of an nba stock watch that involved james harden this morning then it looked like he was going to get traded so i did a reshoot then he was traded and they asked me to talk about that. So not the end of the world, but it's, uh, this is a long way of me telling you I've had to remove makeup three separate times today. So just been one of those days, Liz. Yeah. I don't see how, you know, what the point of putting makeup on that face is like, what, how can you salvage it? But they, you know, no, I guess they, area. no, I keep telling I have a face for radio. I know, man, but they just, it's there. They asked me, but yeah, I hear you. The makeup, imagine without it. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. But it's like giving aspirin, you know, when someone's been deca- decapitated, it's not going to solve the problem. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, so let's, uh, let's get right to it, man. There's a lot of shit that's happened this week. Last week when we were doing the pod, uh, Bitcoin was at 36,000. And I, I texted you a couple days later saying, you know, that was two days ago and it's actually $5,000 ago, it went up to 41. Then it crashed a couple days ago. And now, as we speak, it's back up to 37 and a quarter, which is just crazy. It's actually really bullish when something crashes and then retraces. The idea that even though it's crashed, instead of people running running to the hills and selling everything they have, other people going in and buying the dip is very, uh, in my opinion, bullish. Yeah, it's funny. I was like, do not talk about what the price on this pod anymore, Liz, after last week. And uh, yeah, you couldn't, couldn't resist again. But it was a, definitely a wild wild week very volatile uh asset no doubt um sunday i actually made a decent size purchase uh of, of it and uh at its height so i think i'm the king there. i did it when it was at 15 and now when it was at 41 um so i actually for once had a good weekend in football um i was like on uh the, the rams upset and even though i may not have may not look it in staff picks i was on their money lines and i was even on the browns um as we bet um so, but that was all null and void when Sunday, when it was crashing 23% after I decided to. So I, I'm probably the worst human ever as far as timing the market. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it's, it's been a crazy, crazy week. And, um, people, yeah, it's a tough thing, man. I'd like to talk about it with friends and then some friends hear about it. And then, and then I got shit talking when it crashes. It's like, ah, man, I don't know. I feel like now it's best. I've just like, I don't know. I, I would say let's, I'm not going to talk about it, but I, this podcast exists and so do you. So that's not going to happen. There's nothing much to say. I mean, go to Michael Saylor's videos if you want to hear the bullish case. I will say that in a year, people are like, dude, you got it at 41? You dog. How'd you get it at 41? Wow, you were so ahead of the game. I can't believe it. Yeah, if, I, I hope we can make that joke, man. If that joke is running again with that, that would be a beautiful thing. Well, you realize how unrealistic the 15 joke seemed when it was at six for like three years. And I said, oh, you dog, you got it at 15. How'd you do that? It's going to be the same thing. All right, but this Get is all just... these weak hands out of there, shaking all the weak hands Yeah, out the out. nutless you monkeys. It, man. I mean, that... Yeah, no, that crashes. Uh, yeah, no, but it bounced right back. So um, yeah, it's interesting, but it's definitely not for the weak stomach. And I'm certain, like myself, I don't know what I got myself into. Let's... Taste conviction. That's that's really the key skill 
in hodling of conviction because it's going to be, there's going to be some volatility and you're going to want to either on both sides, like it goes down, you panic, but it goes up. People are like, I'm cashing out. I'm getting out of this. I'm getting a profit. You know, that's the other temptation too. Uh, okay, I, but, I say that as a joke, but honestly, after Sunday, I decided to stop worrying and like uh, and, and checking constantly because it's just something I believe in, and it's just too right. it's just too volatile to care about. I mean, to to worry about from minute to minute. I 100 percent agree. All right, so a couple things. Last week when we did this, there was a siege at the Capitol, and I don't know all the facts because I'm really I'm not looking at news organizations. I don't really trust them, and once you stop trusting them. Uh, then you have cranks as your uh, other sources and you can't really trust them. So I'm not saying exactly what happened. I'm not the guy who's going to say this is what actually happened, but I'm just going to give some observations on it. Cause I think the little bit that I've read on it seems very disconnected from my view of what happened. Uh, it seemed, and correct me if I'm wrong, fact check me that Trump was calling for a rally to protest the election, the fraudulent election as he claimed and a bunch of people showed up and they were rallying in front of the Capitol. And at some point they started advancing toward the Capitol. And it seemed to me, although I've seen videos, but maybe they're fake, that the police, the Capitol police let them in. Like they opened the gates for them. They certainly didn't start just mass gunning them down or doing what they would do if, you know, ISIS was trying to come into the Capitol. So they let these guys in. And a lot of them were just weirdos in like horn costumes and painted chest and, you know, all these kind of freaks. And there were some photos of this one guy with no shirt on with the horns uh, in, in the you know on the Senate floor. There's another guy with his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, taking a selfie and writing in red pen neatly on her folder. We will not back down. I saw a couple of things, and my thought was, okay, I don't know how much of this is real protest and how much of this is theater, but to me, like this is sort of a a goofy, weird thing that's going on. Obviously, there were some tragic deaths going on. I mean, some, some people died. The, a woman uh, among the protesters was shot and killed. Uh, a couple of the, uh, I think one of the policemen died of a heart attack. I mean, there's a couple of things that happened. And I don't want to get into all of that because, again, I haven't read about it. I'm not, the, uh, I'm not the news source for that or the authority on that. But I was looking at the photos and stuff, and I was thinking, is this for real? This guy's sitting in Nancy Pelosi's, Pelosi's office. He's not lighting it on fire. He's not uh, taking a baseball bat to everything in it. He's just posing neatly and writes a neat handwriting on a nice folder. Didn't scrawl it with a knife into her desk or something like that or burn the place down. I, I think if there were a real insurrection against the government, there'd be like heavily armed people coming in their trucks with tons of weapons and gunning down all the Capitol police and busting into the Capitol, killing a bunch of Congress people, senators, taking them hostage, holding the place for days, making demands. That would be a coup to me. That would be what it would look like if there was a real actual planned sedition, a, a, a coup, whatever they're calling it. And instead, apparently the Congress has been in their offices a couple hours later. Um, there was hundreds of dollars of property damage, not Millions. I mean, another thing they could have was set the whole thing aflame, torch it to the ground. Then you'd be like, okay, this is declaring war on the U.S. But the rhetoric, to me, has been matching the scenario that I just pointed out rather than this kind of silly. Obviously, there was, again, some tragic death in the situation. But it doesn't seem like the protesters were coming in shooting you know, guns a-blazing or anything like that. That's not why the deaths happened. So... Am I crazy? I feel like I'm being gaslit by the way this is being described. Tell me I'm, I'm crazy or explain this to me. All right. So first, my thoughts on it is that we probably know like five to 10 percent of what truly happened on that day. Um, and I would push back. But having said that, let me speculate. Um, I push back with you a little about the police letting them in. I've seen one video uh, specifically where it looks like the guy's waving, but I saw it in a different source that 10 seconds earlier, that cop was getting completely overwhelmed. So in my mind, he was just like sarcastically like, fine, F it. It's too, I mean, whatever. It's, it's past my control. Come on in. So um, I, I don't know. Um, I, for one thing, there were the cops were without question woefully unprepared. Um, but there was maybe a little bit more violent than you're saying. I mean, there was like a fire extinguisher to the head of one of the cops. Um, I, I also can't be sure they were all Trump backers. I don't know. Some Antifa may or may not have been involved there. Um, 
One thing I will say is that picture that you're talking about with the guy's feet up and the note, that to me is something just seemed off and not real. I agree with you there, but I, I think I'm going to take that at face value, how they're going after that guy hard. I mean, they're just going after all these people afterward. It doesn't. Well, of course, they're going to like go after those guys. Let's say, let's just say, and I don't know this, that these are actors. One of the guys is an actor. The guy with yeah, the horns yeah. Yeah. literally is an actor, and he was at a climate change protest in Arizona. That's exactly. Okay. That's where it, right, exactly. It okay. Yes, yeah. Okay, but whatever. Maybe he's a crazy actor who really believes in this stuff, and he's doing it. They're like, oh, no, there's QAnon post on his webpage or whatever. But it's like if you're going to hire somebody to do this, you would obviously have him add some QAnon to his webpage, right? Because you got to make the story – you know, yeah. when people ask that question, be like, oh, no, no, he's, he's deep into this stuff. Secondly, um, they're, they're going after all these guys, but are they really? I mean, if you're like, if, if this were an operation of sorts and you hired people to do this, you would have to pretend to go after them. And then quietly that would just disappear once it's out of the news. I mean, I would think they're not going to just say, oh, no, don't worry about it. It's, we hired them. It's just an act. No, if they're going to use this to the extent that they are, they're using it to at a great extent. All the all of these things wouldn't be like, well, no, they're he's he had QAnon as well. Now, of course, if I'm going to be a conspiracy, there's anything that they say, you can always say, no, that's part of the conspiracy. Don't you see? Like you can never debunk a conspiracy theory because you can always add more. Oh no, but that's exactly what they would do in that case, you know. So I get that, but to me, this did not seem like a legitimate attempt. To take over, right? As I described what I think would be a, ultimately would fail, obviously, but a more significant and terrifying attempt would be guys coming in heavily armed, killing all the Capitol Police, coming in, killing a whole bunch of Congress people and senators, torching the entire Capitol, holding hostages. That would be what it seems like they're describing it as. Let's not quibble over. Okay, I saw some, as I said, videos can be misleading. There's a lot of bullshit out there. Maybe I got, I fell for it. But I'm saying, let's not quibble about like little details about, you know, whether these guys were a little bit rough and some of them were, you know, whether a couple were Antifa or they were all QAnon or they're all Trumps or, I'm just talking about the, forget about the little stuff, the big stuff. Why is this being, when I look at this fact pattern, again, I don't know that it's a, an operation. Maybe it really was just some supporters who got unruly and, and busted in. Maybe it was. But even with that, what, and, but were super restrained once they went in and didn't really hurt, destroy anything in there, you know, like didn't like set the place ablaze. Why is this being treated as like the ultimate thing? It seems like this is just like a really flimsy excuse just to be like, you see, Trump is the evil Hitler or Satan that we, we said, and now we're going to impeach him. Now he can't even be on Twitter anymore. Now we're going to cut off all his communication. We can talk about oligarchs in Silicon Valley having the right to do that. But just this is, this is what I'm – does this fact pattern seem like a coup to you, what, what it's being made out to be? And I, I, I get, I, I understand what you're saying. It, 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 uh, I guess I would just fire back at you. Are, are you surprised that, that that's? No, no, no. I'm asking. I'm asking you. I feel like you're gaslighting me too. Everybody is gaslighting me, and I'm going to talk about a phone call I had the other day, which made me feel a lot better. I feel like this is a gaslighting me. Like I feel like, no, dude, what the fuck was this? This wasn't what you're saying. It is. It's not even close. I described the thing that, in my mind, would look like what they're saying this is. It would be horrible. You know, literally like coming in with lethal force and attacking the Capitol. Not this, not this clown show with the guy with the horns, this actor with the horns. Now, are, are you gaslighting me? Is this, do they really believe this? Or? I, 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 oh, no, no, no. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I just think it's more of the same kind of show we've been watching for the past six months or right. whatever else. However, so what you're, what you're saying is like, I'm not crazy, right? Like this does not, what, what I'm looking at does not seem like what their, the reaction to this is like this crazy justification. I can understand why sitting in your room, seeing uh, the Capitol storm would be jaw on your floor dropping. But at the same time, uh, yeah, looking at the, uh, the you know, you compare the, whatever the, the after effects or whatever, the damage. Um, I mean, when there's been a million, a ton of riots throughout of summer, um, I get what you're saying. Oh, I, I'm not, I'm not even comparing this. I know a lot of people said, Oh, you're, you know, the capital, you know, I'm not doing a tit for tat thing. I know a lot of people are doing that. Like, well, yeah, you're, you're, Oh, the, this thing with the capital is the worst thing ever, but burning down people's homes and cities and businesses is, is okay. I agree. That's hypocritical. But to me, that's not even, 
That's a secondary point. And I feel like I'm being gaslit. I don't feel like I'm getting an answer out of you. Like, I feel like I'm being like, they are telling me that what happened, what I saw was a coup against the United States. And now domestic terrorism, we have to have like a new Patriot Act type thing to fight domestic terrorism. You know, Trump cannot even be allowed to communicate. I don't know what I'm going to say to you. I, I think it's over, completely overreaction. And, and, and yes, I, I think that I just think that it's, it's not, I'm not surprised by the by the reaction, but it I'm, is I'm, over the top. It's extremely scary. And um, I, I, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. The the response may not be equal to the crime. I, no, yes. I'm not. I'm saying I'm saying. Whatever happened, and, and I don't know, again, I'm not claiming to know all the details, to me was like a, a minor sideshow that barely disrupted anything. Yeah, but yeah, they use it as a culmination to be like oh, anyone who, you know, ever. Like, like they're gaslighting us. Totally yeah. cool. now, they're, now they're purging everybody who had anything to do with it. Now they're, it's like, but this was the excuse, this thing. Again, if what it ha- yeah. if my imagined scenario, which is horrific, had actually happened, then you know you'd be like, oh well, this is Pearl Harbor, nine eleven. This is an attack, uh, you know, on the on the country, yeah. and they're comparing it to that. I've heard people actually compare it to that, and in my scenario, that would be comparable. But what actually happened, like not a single uh, congressperson or senator was threatened or harmed. The Capitol is in perfect shape. If they didn't were if they weren't let in, they certainly weren't like violently opposed and shot at. And then you ask, well, who does this benefit and who does this hurt? This obviously hurts Trump the most. And so I don't I don't really understand why this is being swallowed like hook, line, and sinker as, oh well, of course, we have to crack down now. This is well, look what happened. Look what happened. I told you all along. I don't know. I feel like I'm being gaslighted, man. I feel like nobody can just say, yeah, this is fucking bullshit. This is, this was like a, a bunch of clowns that were like, even though they weren't shot at and they were led into the Capitol, like nothing, they didn't like, they didn't even like disrupt the, the items on her desk. It seemed like. Uh, they are taking it so extreme that are, there are companies now that are, they are like, well, they will no longer support any of the people who voted a certain way in the last whatever the, the impeachment. I can't remember, but right. yeah, it's exact. It, it is, but because of this, is, do you understand what I'm saying? This yeah, because of something that happened after the fact, and yes, and even that fact, it wasn't like they all. But I mean, does it even? I don't know. I, I would believe this happened, and I would believe worse happened, and I would believe people could get stirred up to do all sorts of things and. And there are dangerous things that are going on and there is a lot of anger. But like the fact that like this is being used the way it's being used to me makes it even more suspect before even like we've even had time for like to be like, well, who were these guys who did the breaking in? Which groups were it before we've even gotten reporting on that? They're already pushing forward like like this is 9-11. And to me, this is I feel like I'm being gaslit. I feel like nobody is just saying, dude, what the fuck? What the hell is going on? Nobody's going to stop and say, come on, this is not 9-11. 9-11, I mean, do you understand 9-11, what actually happened? And, and Pearl Harbor, I mean, the, these things, and now they're making this into that? This, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't know why. And, I'm in no way disagreeing with you, and, and I, I hear everything you're saying. I guess the only different, I'm just saying that I'm just not, I, I don't know. It just feels like more of the same, I guess, is what these I mean, well, no, because it's taken it to a different level. The Russia thing failed. I mean, they were they were making, oh, he's controlled by Putin. He's this. He's that. Every excuse to destroy him. But this is succeeding. This did succeed. That's what's so messed up about it. And one thing, let me push back this because yeah. I, I and it not even necessarily going to change anything. But I do feel like there was definitely a, an absolutely there is a, a group of people there, and that were there that day. That are just people that are upset at the system and feel like they. They just want to know the truth. And they just did a lot of Trump supporters are just very upset and they necessarily wanted to hurt anyone like that. I personally um, know people around here who are, who are like, I, I'm never voting again. Like, why? Why would I ever in a million years, right. ever in a million years, if they're Republicans say they will never vote again and, and, and they just believe that they were, were cheated. Uh, so I mean, there's a big that that could be a great deal of what happened that day to their list. I mean, I mean, Right. Of course, there were like regular people who were mad and they were protesting. They were like, I'm going to the protest. I think this was stolen. 
And that's legitimate. Maybe, maybe, half, maybe half the people are like, well, if I knew I was going to get treated like a fellow or whatever, a murderer, I should have done some more property damage or something because, yeah, the treatment is like they burned the entire place down. But Right. I, well, I, but this is, this is, this, this is the thing. Protesting is legitimate. Protesting uh, police brutality is legitimate. Protesting racism is legitimate. And protesting what you believe is a BS vote standing out there and protesting is legitimate. It's completely legitimate. And if it was an organic protest that just kind of spilled in, I mean, there's a lot of restraint, right? I and mean, people were burning down businesses in the other protests. Nobody burned down the Capitol. And so that to me was, you know, it, it just seemed like I would expect people to burn some stuff, you know, that there would be more damage. If, if you had an enraged group overwhelming the Capitol police and busting through, now they're going to be calm once they're inside the halls. It just seems very fishy to me. I mean, like I said, I, I don't believe we, we don't know much of what happened. And, and I don't know how we ever will, especially with the media. So I, I hear you and I, and I share your skepticism okay, so. and I share your also uh, problems with the, the, the aftermath. I mean, what, what, what's now happening, the, the censorship is a, is a grave concern moving forward. Right. OK, so maybe we spent too much time on that. But I talked to my friend. A friend of mine in LA, he's German, but he's, we just talked about a bunch of stuff and he actually wanted to talk to me about starting a business, but then we just started talking about all this stuff and he was like, oh yeah, no, this is totally ridiculous. It's fake. And I can't tell you how happy I talked to the guy for over an hour on the phone. You know, dudes just don't really do that an hour and 10 minutes. Talk to your guy friend. <laughs> it felt so good to talk to somebody who was not gaslighting me, who was just like, oh no, no, that's obviously that's not that wasn't like some sedition or of course not, you know, like everybody else is just so either confused or sure that whatever the media says is true. I mean, it was like, I just felt such a sense of relief talking to this guy. Yeah, so, sorry. I'm not doing the same for you. I, I, I'm more on the, I just don't know what the hell is going on. Camp, but I mean, I, I hear, I hear you. I mean, I don't know what's going on either, but what I'm saying is I just, I don't know what's actually going on. I just know that what's going on is not what they're saying is going on. That's how I feel gaslit. I'm not, as I said, I don't know what all the details are of this stuff. I'm, I'm taking bits and pieces and I haven't even, I admit, I haven't gone into the details. I just, I'm just telling you that what I haven't seen is the imagined scenario that I laid out that would seem to be matching the rhetoric that's coming on the other side. So anyway, he was, he was very like, you know, I just felt a, a huge relief. Like, okay, I'm not crazy here, you know? And then I maybe emboldened me. I started feeling like, you know, I'm just going to tell the truth. It's obviously true. Like, it's not true. Like I know this specifically happened, but it's obviously true that this is not something is totally wrong. And I see it in front of my face and I'm not going to not say it because everybody else is like, Oh no, dude, that was treason. This was whatever, you know, whatever words are thrown around sedition. All right. So then I was talking to him and he read this book called the fourth turning, which I referenced a couple times, including the last podcast and I haven't read it. Uh, and one thing he said was really interesting. He said that, you know, it's very, you, you can easily get depressed if you see what's going on in the news. Like what's this stuff going down like this complete, like, you know, we'll talk about the basically being able to cancel someone on social media, shut down the elected president of the United States. Uh, but he said, when you read the fourth turning and I explained it last time, but basically it's, it's a book about how each generation is uh, it kind of it like cycles. Like you have a, generation that rebuilds things after world war two. And then you'll have the generation that's the awakening the sixties to the night, like 1963 to 1980, the hippies and the free love and everything, you know, exploring drugs and everything. And then the eighties to two thousands where it starts to unravel the culture. Greed is good in the eighties and the nineties, the internet boom, but there was, everybody was kind of alienated in the nineties to the crisis, 2008 till, you know, 2025. And it's, you know, basically 80 years after the crisis, 80-ish years after the crisis, um, 1929, the market crashed all the way through World War II. And these cycles repeat. The one before it was the Civil War. The one before that was the American Revolution. And these cycles repeat because generations repeat because the people born into each generation all are under the same conditions. And they're being raised by parents who are under the crisis condition, who then raise them differently. And then those kids raise their kids differently until the cycle repeats. And what he said made him feel a lot less depressed is if you read the book and it goes, it's very persuasive, he said, and he's a skeptical guy, but he said he just felt very persuaded by all the data they had. And he said that when you read that, you start to realize that 
time is cyclical. You know, civilization is cyclical. It's not linear. Because if you extrapolate from the insanity that's going on, the gaslighting, the, the dishonesty, the, the, oper- the psyop, whatever we want to call this, uh, it makes you very depressed because you think we're going into some sort of totalitarian hell, some sort of uh, Chinese credit system where if you've said a Twitter post or said the wrong thing on a podcast, you know, you can't uh, transact anymore. You can't use a bank. You can't use a credit card. He said that actually this when you realize that this is cyclical and you read about stuff in the 1850s, like how bad it was getting and, and like the totalitarianism that was emerging and then the Civil War that burst through. The, the good times that came after that because people rebuilt and realized the folly of what had happened. You start to feel a little better that it's cyclical. We're in the dark right. side of the cycle, but this isn't, we're not just going to go all the way down, you know, into a totalitarian hell, hopefully because we're just at this part of the cycle and hopefully something will emerge. There'll be a big crisis and it'll emerge. Um, and there's something more comforting about that than just thinking, Oh man, this is the worst. That is good to know. We've been here before and bounced back. So yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, it could, one could could be uh, looking at a slippery slope right now with a with a dark future. Yeah, and, and so you know, I think a lot of people talked about Twitter deplatforming platforming Trump. It's like the fuck he got elected. You're just a bunch of oligarchs. People are like, oh, it's a private company. Go. It's like so stupid because Twitter is the public square and. Yeah. Oh, great. I'll just post on some other. And now, okay, go post on Parler. Well, Parler got uh, not only did Apple and Google drop them together in coordinated effort, but then Amazon Web Servers. They're wet. You know, each stack dropped them. Not just the the, the phone apps where you, you download the app because you can still get it on the web, but then the actual web you know web server company deplatformed them. And why? Because Dude, they of, kicked off the they kicked off the president and their main competitor in the same right. weekend. Yeah, so and but then impressive. Uganda just cut off all all social media yeah. media acts, yeah. and Twitter writes, "This is dangerous. We're against this." Oh, really? It's dangerous. Nice going, assholes. Why do you think they cut it off? Why should they let you decide which messages get it? You think a foreign country is going to let? Them, I mean, first of all, the U.S. shouldn't let it happen, but since Team Good, since it helps Team Good, they're they're happy. But you think foreign countries and Angela Merkel said it and the president of Mexico said it. Why would they let Twitter, Jack Dorsey, whoever the hell is running Twitter, be the arbiter of what kind of political messages can because they, you know, in France or Uganda or whatever, Twitter is still the thing politically. I mean, all over the world, it, 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 people use it. And so obviously, as soon as you, you start doing this, then you're toast. Who's going to let who's going to stand for that oh yeah no i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty powerful and that is just comedy the the response to to the to the other countries saying that i mean yeah it's uh it's not a great look it's yeah so you see so many and i guess there's a lot of q and on uh accounts so they're getting purged in you know seventy thousand accounts or whatever and i I know you've been skeptical of all the social media platforms i know whatsapp or something they come with with some crazy very intrusive new terms i guess that are People are fleeing to your signal. But, yeah, this is uh, scary when we have just a couple people, you know, two or three people making these decisions, basically, is what's happening, right, with what it's become. The, the argument is so disingenuous about, oh, well, you know, it's a private company when this, this has become the public square. And the thing that's kind of annoying, and, and Facebook did this originally, spy on you and they have all the goods on you. And when you signed up, you weren't like, oh, this is free. This is kind of good. You didn't realize, like, that they were collecting everything that you checked out and everything you bought same with Google when you were searching for stuff. It was never like, oh, by the way, we're going to track you and spy on you and know exactly what you want and who you, you know who you associate with. And Twitter, I mean, you know, I've got a lot of posts, a lot of following on Twitter. I put a lot of work into Twitter and it's benefited me, but like they weren't like, oh yeah, and by the way, we're going to start kicking people off for political leanings and political speech. So this is not part of the deal that we signed up. It's kind of like a, I got kind of bait and switched, I feel like. And they, I mean, they alienated half the country in doing so, too. Yeah. But I mean, it's just even for the people who aren't like on a team, it's like, dude, I didn't, you know, I didn't sign up for this. I, I, I know, but they really did. I mean, are they not? Is that yeah. untrue what I just said? Yeah. No, I, I think. You disagree with that? No. And I also think that, you know, if you think Trump's words are dangerous or telling them the protest is dangerous, imagine how dangerous it is making all of their conspiracies a reality. That no, the, they really are, are out to get us. They really are out to silence and destroy us and take away our voice that this is all true now 
that this conspiracy is no longer, it's a reality now. They did this. They destroyed Parler in unison. They decided to take the alternative site and destroy it and kick everyone off Twitter and just sort of silence this whole point of view. This is actually happening. So now you have all these conspiracy freaks being like, yeah, you know, they're out to get us and they're shadow banning me and all this stuff. And Twitter's like, no, sorry, dude, you're just a conspiracy theorist. But what I mean, what's going to cause more unrest? Trump saying some stuff about a stolen election that hasn't been proven or or actually proving the point by deplatforming everybody and saying, oh, this is actually proven now. We actually did this. You elected this president. You voted for him. He was a duly elected president. You tried to take it away. They tried to take it away with this Russiagate shit that didn't totally work. And then they just basically took off his line of communication. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really upset half the country, too. And by the way, Trump has got to be so frustrated that he he became president, getting Twitter taken away from him, not to mention all the other stuff, the, the golf courses, PGA Tour. But man, him without Twitter and a means to communicate, I don't know even what's going to happen. What, what, what do you see happening in the future? Uh, I don't care about Trump. Like, I just, I don't even care about him. Like, no, I mean, dude, I mean, what is happening here? It seems like all of the- I, they may try to jail him or like they're trying to make a scapegoat out of him. Oh, no, I didn't go in there. I'm just saying, think about this aspect. Like, like every, uh, all the, the, the big tech appears to lean one way. What if the whole half of our country wants to talk? Like what, what's going to, you know what I'm saying? Like if Amazon just removed parlor, I mean, there's, I mean, it just seems interesting spot in, in the world right now. It just, yeah. Well, there's going to be a blowback second order effects and people creating new services. And maybe it'll be built on some of the blockchains like Bitcoin, which is uncensorable. Maybe there'll be a communication app that'll be built on top of that because, um, the centralized ones can be leaned on by government. And I'm, you know, I feel pretty confident that this isn't just the tech guys. This is the tech guys and the government together deciding this. I think most likely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know. And there's, there's all sorts of like, you know, Kamala Harris communications, people that work at Twitter. You know, there's all sorts of people from the political establishment that now work at these, you know, it's a revolving door. So there's, there's overlap between them. Anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's fucked. I mean, it's, it's, I quit Facebook. You know, I quit that shit. I quit Instagram. I quit WhatsApp. I got to get out of Twitter. I got to get out of the shit and find a, a different outlet. Yeah. Well, you know, well, sad day. Sad, sad. That sucks to hear that. I mean, that's, I mean, right. I can't contribute to this. I can't be part of this. I got to figure out a way to extricate myself with the effort and work I've put in to build up some followers and take the show on the road. Right. I mean, eventually, right. Within a year, that's, it's gotta be how it is. Right. I mean, th- these guys are not trustworthy. What, uh, and then as we're recording this, you think he's Trump is getting impeached. Do you have any thoughts on that? I don't get, I don't give a shit. It's all theater. I don't care at all. I, I don't care about Trump. That's what I, I, that's what I expect. I, I tweeted some stuff out about, you know, the principles of all this stuff. And I got some such dumb tweets. Like, well, no, it's about Trump. And if you're for Trump or against Trump, I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit about Trump. It's just, got, I don't care. I just don't want to be gaslit about what's going on. I don't want to be lied to. I don't want, I don't want massive censorship after we've all bought into these networks as the public square. And well, tr- Trump triggers people unlike any human ever. Or but that's not, but that's not, that's not, you know, that's intentional. It's, well, I, I don't. Yeah, okay, maybe, but either way, I'm just saying he he definitely uh, just I'm not good or bad or left or right. I'm just saying he, he he triggers people seemingly more so than I've ever seen anyone. Yeah, but is that natural? Is that just because he's so I don't know whatever it is, or is it because <laughs> there's been a very dedicated mission by the legacy media and a lot of people oh, to, no, to, to make him, they were calling him Hitler and they were calling him, you know, they've called him so many different things and made you feel like this was the end because our person didn't win. The worst person won it. You can see why he's an annoying kind of brash douchey guy, but the level of TDS and rage toward him is that's not just that's, that's like 10% because of who he was and maybe stick to him more easily. And 90% because of a, they put a lot of work into making people triggered by this guy. 
Oh yeah, no question there. I don't mean to give him all the credit. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely part of, or maybe yeah. the key reason here. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. I don't care. You know, I mean, I I just don't really care. He could have pardoned Stone. He could have pardoned Assange. He could have done some shit. He didn't start any wars. That's good. He did a lot of other stuff. I don't give a shit. I'm not like Trump to me is not the important part of the story anymore. One last thing I'll just tell you before we get to these games, but I'm, I'm just like, this is disturbing. I'm not like, Oh yeah, whatever. Let's talk sports. Yeah. I feel like this is weighing on me. This sense of like people, I mean, it's people that are otherwise smart or rational. Like I feel like they're all gaslighting me, man. I feel like they're playing a joke on me or something. Yeah, it's frustrating. I, I yeah, I, I I can't tell you how happy I was to talk to my friend. I was like, holy shit! Of course, yeah, of course. No, to, to see that no, things that no, just are self evidently like don't make any sense and just be like, yeah, well, that's obviously doesn't make any sense. And to think that everybody can see it and nobody can see it. It's the emperor's new clothes. Like they just can't see the guys naked. They've already. They, I'm like, dude, he's naked. The emperor's naked. Like, what the hell? And they're like, dude, what? What are you talking about? You some kind of conspiracy freak? Of course he has clothes on. No, he's naked. I mean, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm being gaslit, like that story. And everybody knows the story, but they're just going along with it. They're going along with all of this stuff. Yes, it does, it does appear that way. And you're not allowed to ask questions. It's dangerous to ask questions. can't question origins of COVID. You can't question whether the election was legitimate or not. You can't question it. It's not, it's not even saying that it was or wasn't. You can't even ask the question. People get angry with you what origins of COVID are. And we're questioning lockdowns. There's new lockdowns. Like now we're not allowed to go to their house. This is not like a, you think it's a joke? You're literally told when you can come and go from your home now. This has been normalized. They can tell you uh, whether you're not, you're allowed to communicate to the rest of the world. This has been normalized. If you think the wrong thing, and there's all these people eager cheering it on. These people in my Twitter feed being like, dude, no, you're, you're on this side. It's like, dude, what are you even talking about? How could you be for that? This, this, is, this is a dystopian situation that we're in. Now, maybe the fourth turning thing is good. It's a cycle. Thank God for Bitcoin. There's like an off-ramp to this you know, control. But this is – I'm fourth, like – Fourth turning, fourth having. Yeah, well, yeah, third having probably is – yeah, fourth turning, fourth having coinciding. I don't know, man. So I don't know. I don't know. It might be the fourth. It might be the fourth having. Actually, you might be right. So I hear you, dude. I hear you. I, I, uh, yeah. I apologize if you think I contributed to the gaslighting because I'm with you. It's something. The world is upside down. It is crazy, and it's not. It's not crazy. Like, oh, look how crazy the events are. The capital storming. It's people like refusing to just like look with their eyes and say what's happening. This is the shit you read in Orwell, The Emperor's New Clothes, all these books that, that were about other eras, the church and how people didn't question the church. And they persecuted heretics. They burnt you know, witches in Salem. All this stuff is like now. I, I don't know, man. This is to me, it's not like, oh, it's crazy. It's sad. It's too bad. You know, all the things people say. No, it's not sad, too bad. It is fucking gaslighting. And if you, if you know what I'm talking about, don't lose your job over it. But just don't contribute to it. Don't contribute just to get along. Just be quiet if someone's t- saying some shit that's obviously false. And you're like, oh, man. Yeah, Liz. I, I, I agree. Sorry. What, 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 want me to scream? I, I'm with you, dude. Well said. I'm not like saying scream. Fire. I'm not saying, right. I just want to, I just want to feel like other people, you know, I know other people feel this way. My friend and, and I know people on Twitter and they appreciate it. They're like, thanks for, look, I don't have the fucking answers. You know, maybe I don't know what QAnon or Antifa actually is. I don't know who's in them. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know all the bad things Trump's done. I don't know. You know, how much is... Yeah, I think it was... I think I was, I was going to actually was going to say earlier, I think it's Scott Adams who said, like, well, if you really want to blow your mind, like, look into who funded QAnon. Think about who funded that. And I don't know. I, I, yeah. What I'm saying is who, who funded QAnon is interesting. If, yeah. if, 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 possibly. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'll say one more thing. Um, my friend who I talked to, his wife, her dad had cancer. He had, like, a prostate cancer, and he was beating it. 
And then all of a sudden he got bladder cancer and uh, it's in Canada. And he was supposed to, that I guess the surgeons recommended they had to be aggressive and do it right away. But there's now this COVID committee that meets, you know, to discuss like what, uh, what uh, medical procedures can be done based during COVID. And now because of COVID, they meet only a couple times a week. So everything's delayed and they kept delaying him and they said, I don't know. They met and they, well, let's just give him this other treatment, the more mild treatment. So, and then it delayed a couple of weeks and they gave him the mild treatment and the doctor opened him up to give him like the mild surgery or whatever. I don't know all the details. And the doctor was like, no, no, this is, we, we didn't help him. Like he needed the major thing. Um, and now he's got to heal. And now it's too late. Like it's too late. And, Jesus. and, and then she had like quarantine for two weeks, obviously cause she was going to the hospital, but in the hospital changes rules about how many people could visit. So only her mom was allowed to visit, but luckily some nurse like snuck her in. She was able to see her dad and, and, you know, the hospital food was so bad and he was getting like diarrhea and he needed antibiotics and finally got him home. He died, you know, at home like a few weeks later, but like he was at least like lucid and at home with his daughter and his wife, you know, it could have been avoided you know, they, they feel like it was a co you know, one of those COVID deaths that happened because of COVID that's not COVID. And, uh, cause he didn't get the treatment he needed. And I was just thinking it, it's worse. I didn't tell the story very well. He told me all the details and it was just like infuriating these hospital committees. And, but we're saying, you know, it's like, that's the incentive, right? The incentive for the COVID committee is to not be blamed for COVID related stuff. It's not really to help the patient who has this aggressive cancer. If he dies, it's like, oh, he had cancer. He died, right? Think about what the incentive of those people is, is not to be uh, making a mistake on the COVID front that they could be accountable for. Yeah, it's everyone's forefront. No, it's sorry, man. That sucks. Well, it's, his, it's not me. I mean, I don't even, right. I met the guy. I met the guy, but it's a tragic, it's a tragic, right. So, but I started thinking about these incentives and like, what are the incentives of like government officials with COVID, right? They're not owning a business. Like what's their incentive, right? It's like to keep the numbers down, to show that they've done all the proper restrictions. Think, start thinking about the incentives. What are the incentives of scientists who talk about this stuff? What are the incentives of everybody in the system who talks about it? Now there's incentives to test a lot. There's a lot of money being made in that. There's incentives to develop vaccines and to get the vaccines taken. The incentives can drive any kind of belief, any kind of you know, if you want to see what's going to happen, find out what the incentives are. And that story just started making me think like, wow, like who, I don't even know about anything now. Like the, the, the system has gotten so, the incentives have gotten so different in the last nine months that who, who could even recognize you know, like what the real point is anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I, what a real positive uh, podcast we got going here. Well, I mean, why would we want to be positive? You know, why would you want to be positive? I did give you the uh, fourth turning thing that's cyclical, and Bitcoin is a positive development. But, like, come on. The incentives are – I started just thinking about, like, what are the incentives in the system right now? The medical system and the political system. And and actually – not your own interest, I'll tell you that much. No, and, and that's why when I'm on Twitter and I say something and people are like – defending to the death like the twitter ban or trying to like paint me some kind of trump supporter like their incentive you know what's their incentive is to believe all that stuff because they won't be deplatformed they'll get some cred among some of their terrified friends it's like what are the incentives built into the system now what are the incentives to tell the truth so not much yeah not much anyway except if you you just can't see once you see once you see yourself trying to fit in believe things to fit in and see what that is you can't you can't do it anymore you you may make mistakes but you're just like well, what's true what's false <clears throat> very depressing list um uh, well, actually, the only note I have before we get to football here, too, that fits with the theme is you see that, uh, I guess, 140,000 jobs were lost in December. And um, weirdly, 156,000 were women as men gained 16,000. So I don't know what that means, but that's pretty bizarre stat. That's just that's crazy. Men are gaining jobs and women lost that much in, in December. 
I don't, um, I don't know about any stats, man. I don't know what's true. I can't. Yeah, I no question every. Yeah, that's. I guess that's nothing's right. true anymore. Nothing's true. People say, "Oh, Sweden's doing great." No, Sweden did it right. Oh no, no, Sweden's worse than anywhere. They made a huge mistake. They greatly regret. Oh yeah. I don't know. All the time. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I really Same don't know. Wuhan. Same with Wuhan. I mean, yeah, I, I see. Um, yeah, they're 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 opening up more than ever, and, and New Year's is crazy. And then I see other footage of they're like literally sealing the doors of people's houses to see if they've left that week in other parts of China. So, yeah, I, I don't know what to believe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to depress anybody. I, I'm just trying to tell the truth. I, I just hope that people are not like like they're not so count. Again, like don't go and like tell your boss something, and get fired. But, you know, don't enable the shit. I, I, whatever's going on. If you don't know or you're not sure or you're like, this doesn't seem right at all, just be aware. Like, okay, this doesn't seem right. I'm not going to, like, pretend just to, to get along. So, anyway. All right. You want to go over these games? Yeah, briefly. You should have you should have paid me twice the amount we bet, by the way, with the Browns winning outright. Uh, what was uh, it? Most points scored ever in the, you know, the road in the first quarter or first half or something. In a play well, I mean, c- congratulations on that first play. What a great first play. What a great first play they did from scrimmage. I thought that was amazing. Their defense made an incredible play recovering that fumble in the end zone. Good. Glad you admit that. Good. All right. All right. Now that we're done with that, let's talk. Uh, yeah, that was a fun weekend, though. I mean, it's still lo- I love the six six games, man. Yeah, it, was too, it was too much, too much football, like too much. But I got to watch some of them on forty minutes at least. All right, uh, Rams plus six and a half at Packers. I took the Packers. I was really I could have gone either way on this. I I think the matchup's tough with uh, Jalen Ramsey shutting down uh, Devontae Adams potentially, and and the Rams pass rush getting to Rodgers and. Cam Akers running against the Packers, but the Packers had a bye. There's so much better of a team all year, and you know Rodgers is out of his mind right now. And I'm gonna I lay the wood. I went Packers as well. They were my second best bet of the week. Aaron Donald's banged up. I mean, both quarterbacks are banged up. Cooper Cup may not even play. Whitworth is back, and you're right about the matchup there. Um, Akers looks legit, but um, this is just the round where the blowouts usually happen, but there's only two by teams, and I just like the setups there. This Green Bay team is just really is a lot better than it was last year, so I'm, I'm, I'm done questioning them. I yeah, roll. I lost a lot of bets, like kind of treating them like last year's Packers. This is a good team. It's a different team. All right, uh, Ravens plus two and a half at Bills. I know we all took the Bills, so I know you took the Bills. I made the line three. I was like, the Ravens are good, and they're like a feel-good story, but Lamar Jackson is just very erratic. And the Bills, like Josh Allen's really good. The Bills' defense has played better. I know it was a tough game against the Colts, but I think the Bills are just the better team, and they're at home, so I'm laying the wood. Yeah, uh, I did as well. I think this was a coin flip, though. Um, I went pretty heavy in Ravens on and, and some fantasy playoff leagues. Um, and uh, it was a, not as high scoring as I'd hoped the first game. And this one, this one could turn into a shootout, though. Um, I went with the Bills. I'm a believer in Josh Allen, but I, I do think this game could, could go either way. Ravens, you know, the best point differential in the NFL yeah. this year. I mean, they're they're pretty good. I mean, they're, they're coached well, and um, but I, I think the Bills are for real. Their defense played a lot better the second half too. Yeah, I think the Bills are the better team. But all right, Browns plus ten at Chiefs. I know you made the Chiefs your best bet, but I, it's one of those smash spots. Bye week, Andy Reid. Browns are kind of a pretender. They do have a good offensive line. They could run it against them, but. I think the Chiefs are just going to smash them. Yeah, you said it. So even a double buy for Andy Reid. Really, they didn't play once their starters week seventeen. So I think, um, yeah, like the setup there. Um, the uh, yeah, make, Baker, Baker Mayfield. That uh, got you on the. Uh, what did you say? Something about the Browns game. I forgot. What's the next one? Go, go Chiefs in that one. I think they roll easy. Yeah, I like, I like them too. All right, Bucks plus three at Saints. I made the Saints my best bet. Saints are the better team. The Bucks pass defense is poor. Saints are much more solid on both sides of the ball. And the Saints were the two seed despite missing Breeze for several games, despite missing Michael Thomas for most of the year. And those guys seem healthy now. And the defense seems healthy. I, I'm laying the wood here. I remember I was going to say, I loaded up on Steelers in our XM right. draft. And, I, even though you, and you guys kept saying how that's the easy layup. And I, ironically, I was like, dude, I'm actually far more worried about the Browns. The game, it just was landing that way. And once you go a couple, you know, you gotta, might as well stack in that format. Um, so I went against you here. I didn't look at staff picks if it's posted yet, uh, but I could see me being the only, oh, am I the only one that went bucks? Uh, I got to look it up, but I can, I can check. 
I think I, maybe. I know that you, I say that because I know you and Jeff both say like your best bet. I heard you on XM talking. Um, it's the oldest quarterback matchup ever. Well, obviously. I get the, the, I get the, the, the match, I mean, just ever, not just in the playoffs. But no, but obviously. I mean, how much older could it get? It's yeah. not like there's no 55-year-olds playing. I mean, what do you, yeah. what do you expect? Yeah. I guess that is true. He is pretty, it's with the way they're playing. It's just amazing. But Arians is, yeah, I know he, maybe he can't coach against good teams and the bucks. I believe they only beat one playoff team this season. They killed the Packers though. A winless. Exactly. I like that setup better. Um, but their play action use went way up after the bye. Um, I think they're playing different now. I, I, uh, it was my fault for questioning Brady. I, I like their three receivers look healthy. I'm calling an upset here, man. The Saints always suck in the playoffs. Yeah, Arians isn't good, but is Sean Payton good? And I mean, I, I, as a playoff coach, at least. And um, they, they were they that good against the Bears? I guess I think I heard you say on XMP they didn't need to be. You know, you know, your offense only has to be so good when you're up double digits the whole game. I get that. And Michael Thomas is healthy, but. I don't know. I'm going to call it Bucks upset. Nice. Uh, actually, you're in the majority. There are three three people took the Bucks. Just Jeff and I took the Saints. Interesting. Uh, I like it less now. It's yeah. like pain and pain's on my side. <laughs> you got pain for sure, but you got P now, but you got pain too. So, um, yeah, I, I like the Saints. I think they're a better team. I mean, yeah, what you're saying could be true, but you can you can kind of light up the Bucks uh, secondary. They're not very good. By the way, that guy Taylor Heineke looked amazing. I was like. Who's this guy? I was like, I felt bad. I was like, I feel bad for all those guys who uh, laid the eight and a half or nine and a half thinking Alex Smith was going to play because this guy was way better. No, no question. You joke, but absolutely. I was cursing that. Game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no question. He throws the ball downfield. Yeah. I know. Big upgrade. And he was like running so well. He was making good. Look like Jalen Hurts his first couple of games. This guy looked good. Totally. All right, good times. And we didn't, uh, yeah, we, uh, it's funny. Why did you ask? You wanted to, you wanted to, you texted me asking our, our finals, our week 17. Oh, you wanted to. Just because I tally up, uh, you know, my records for being in the book and I just needed to get our finishing record on the yeah, Super Conscious. Yeah, just like it. 38, 40, I don't know. You get to 85 games. It was bad. We had two pushes. So 38 and 45 and two or something like that. It's pretty bad. Yeah, brutal. Ah, it was a crazy year, right? 2020. Yeah, no, we were just, this is just like a warm up year for the real year next year. <laughs> when we're, well, but I, we won't be able to tweet this out or have a podcast at that point. Well, de- yeah. I'm definitely going to be deplatformed. Thing is, you know what it is? It's like I'm just not important enough to deplatform, I've realized. Like, I just don't have quite a big enough following to deplatform. Like, they'd be like, yeah, I would deplatform that guy, but it's kind of small time. We can let it go. I think I'm just a little under the radar. So yeah, I don't know. I see some pushback towards you, though. You have your you have your haters. No, those are just like those are just like mostly like I think they're like college kids. That, you know, I thought a lot of stuff when I was in college too. So I, I yeah, have have uh, understanding of other people. Right. All right. All right. Good deal, man. Yeah. Good talk. All right. Take it easy, man. All right. Later, man. Later.